Hey, it's Matt. And Autumn. And you're listening to... Getting, Getting Stiffed. Uh, happy full moon to everyone today. So That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. I guess looking back, that explains a lot for this week. <laughs> well, uh, it's the first full moon of Libra season, ending out September. So, you know... Big things in store for everyone this weekend, and we'll get more into that later today. But yeah, happy full moon. Happy Friday. Uh, Awkward pause real quick to kick off our episode today. Sorry, we are very out of it. I just woke up from a power nap not too long ago, and we are jumping into this episode. Um, So yeah, we're trying to figure out our transitions and everything. But Autumn, do you have anything you want to kick us off with this week? I mean, other than just, like, the normal long work days and shit, uh, Nate and I did do, I guess, joint karaoke for the first time last weekend, which was an experience. Um, so if you ever want to hear our really great rendition, rendition of um, Everywhere by Michelle Brand, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> All right. I love it. Got a, got a nice uh, Polaroid from it that's on our fridge, but yeah, definitely... That was interesting. I've only really done, I think, karaoke with, like, girlfriends before, prior to this. And so this was, seeing Nate and all of his man friends do it together was really amusing. Awesome. What have you been up to? Yeah. Well, I, don't know. I just have a side story. I think the last time I did karaoke was in front of my future in-laws. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I remember poker, you telling me about I this. I did poker yeah. face and made it as sexual as possible, and everyone loved it. Uh, thankfully, my actual family wasn't there besides my brother, so it went over well. So, um, I can uh, relate to the long work days. We had like multiple people call off and stuff for the weekend, so I literally was there like open to close Saturday and Sunday. The good news about that is I got a call on Monday because our work week starts on Thursday and goes to Wednesday, so you can like work the whole weekend. Because, you know, when restaurants start their week over oh, over the yeah. weekend and yep. you're, like, watching hours. Yep. So the whole point of that was always so you could work the whole weekend, which I did. So I had a call on Monday and they go, we need to cut you from one of your shifts this week. What do you want to do? I'm like, do you want tonight? I was like, no, give me my patio shift for Wednesday when it's going to rain. Let me have, like, Tuesday, Wednesday off right. completely. Um, fully. So it did work out that I'm getting two full days off in a row. And, like, I still have my hours and I made a lot of money. I want more money, though, because today I spent... Running errands for my birthday party. Oh, yeah. I've officially pulled the trigger, uh, inviting lots of people. I guess if you're listening to this podcast and you're a close friend and you haven't officially gotten an invite, let me know. Because it's a little... Getting the invites out has been weird this year. I need to do one of those things. One of my friends just did this when she moved. But um, there's like a thing that you can like... A link that you can like text people that essentially creates like an online um, like address book. So the last time she moved, she sent just sent this text that was like, hey, here's our new address, like fill in yours, which I'm now realizing I probably have to update since Nate and I have also moved <laughs> since then. Um, but I thought that was a really good idea. It is, yeah. I'll see if I can find what it was um, and send it to you, like what the website was. Yeah. Well, because like, I don't want to have a Facebook invite this year because that's just too much of a hassle. Well, and but, like, like people I feel like are hit or miss on Facebook anyway. Yeah. So, so especially like I typically feel like most people use that for like like, I don't check it that religiously. I use it strictly for, like, checking family updates or, like, major life updates major, of people. Yeah. I, I do a lot of work communication through there because, like, there's too many people yeah. at this to, like, really be friends with everyone. 
Oh, then there's a little plane. So yeah, I've been like, but I did create hand. Um, hang on. That was like a chop. Was that a med- that was probably a medical chopper rather than or is it landing chopper. in our backyard? My God. <laughs> Loud chopper noise. Uh, but no, I did like, I created invites this year. I did find a spelling mistake later on. It's like, whatever. <laughs> we found that too. <laughs> I, it was like the, if you saw it, it's white and gold and it's in cursive because we're doing. I mean, most people are not going to yeah, do this. We're doing Akatar themed like inspiration. So we're doing like a high fairy ball. It's fun, but no, not Nate really, and I Googling that as soon as yeah. I got the invite. We were like, what it does this mean? Yeah. I just, I just want everyone to dress up. So like, don't come in jeans and a tank top. I think right. it's really like right. the only thing I'm going for. Um, but you can also do like casual, chic, like dress up, like, yeah, I'm going to, mine's kind of like beachy dress up a little bit because the colors are white and gold. Right. But all my outfits came in, things look good. I did all the alcohol and then I got like all the last decorations. Literally all I need to buy now is the food, but I always overspend, but I'm hoping my food budget's actually more than what it needs to be. I mean, if you're telling everyone to bring like a thing to pass though, I would cut down on the amount of food you normally do. Yeah. Especially if you're like borrowing our grill, like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, so what I'm thinking is we're doing a lot of grilled veggies and fruit, which actually won't be that expensive. And right. then I think we're doing grilled pizzas. So out of that, the Whoa. pizza dough is going to be the probably most expensive because I'm going to buy that pre-made. Uh, I found a recipe for it. We're going to, I guess we're going to try it out. We'll figure out if it works or not, I guess, that day. I mean, you food. can test it out beforehand if you want. It's right yeah. out there. Nate used it. We made grilled chicken, what, yesterday? Sunday. Sunday? Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Maybe we'll see that. And I'm not really worried about it because, like, again, it's cooking a pizza on a grill. It's just making sure it doesn't stick to the grill, right. I think, is the biggest thing. But I already have a lot of grilling set, a utensil, so I'm not, like, too worried about it. But, like, also, it's me, so, like, we're trying to think of – we're obviously going to have a popper charcuterie board. But not, like, a traditional – so I'm, like, I still got to buy the poppers. I still got to – going to break out the – did she? Does she have the dick board? Or no, that was me. Yeah. Actually, I need to find the dick board. I don't know. Dicks might not be. I mean, dicks are happening this year. I just we'll see what happens. Well, you can use the dick charcuterie board. Yeah. Well, I know. I just I might have lost the dick cookie cutters that we oh, had in the it. move. I gotta I gotta go through what I have at that. I definitely don't have them. Um. No, I think I might have them, and I just need I'm a sure couple, you do. They're so just, I don't know. Where we'll figure are. it out. But I am glad I'm using my time off now because next week's gonna be really. Busy, but after running all those errands today, I was like, I need a power nap, but I'm exhausted from this weekend. So, so I took a nap yeah. earlier, and I was laying on the couch, and I was like, it was like uncomfortably warm because I like had a sweatshirt on and like a really thick blanket, and she was laying on me for part of it, and so like I was like starting to feel like feverish almost, and also like in my like sleep addled state. I, like, heard there's, like, a, I think it's a church around here that the bells go off, and they, like, play songs, and I don't remember what fucking song was playing today, but it wove into my dream in the creepiest way possible to the point where I, like, jolted awake, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm never sleeping again, so power naps are not my friend. Yeah, no, I was in and out for my power nap, but we're here um, I guess the other big thing is, yeah, and also now another thing that I'm like, oh, I got a budget for is I got my nails done for the wedding I went to, and now I want to get my nails done again for my birthday, so I got to pay for that. I'm also working with the longest nails I've ever had. Yeah, those are her. But my co- contacts get so dry by the end of the day, they just pop right out, which is always right. the reason I haven't done, like, super long nails. My only so. issue with, like, nails that length were, like, they would get caught on stuff, and also I just, like, don't function with nails that length typically, so, like, I didn't know what to do. Um, but I 
I stopped getting mine done when we moved because I was breaking them constantly because I was like picking stuff up. And I was like, this is annoying and also yeah. hurts my nails. Yeah. So I have to be very careful with like all the stuff I do. And yeah, it does help that like just being a server right now and I don't really carry trays and stuff. Like a lot of the stuff I was doing that kept me from having very long nails. There. But it really was just the context. I couldn't get them out. Like I can get them in. I couldn't get them out. But now yeah. that's not an issue. I did switch. I started mm-hmm. using like the stuff that I put on mine that's supposed to help like with nail growth and like making them harder and also um, moisturizes your cuticles. It's been very nice. Highly recommend. Yeah. Well, and I've got, I do have tips on my nails too, which is like part of the reason they're so long, but I'm letting my natural nail grow yeah. out so that they can get this long right. and stay healthy. Um, I guess the other thing is, uh, so I've, you've done quite a few more places than me, but I have made it to a few poutine places. Yeah. Um, the one place they have the braised lamb poutine with that that mint chimichurri sauce changed my life. Yeah, I've honestly been thinking about that since I had it. <laughs> I have been telling everyone I know to go have it. It was so when good. Nate and I had it, there was a guy sitting next to us at the bar that was like definitely checking out our food. Oh yeah. I almost cool. offered him some, and then I was like, no, I don't no. care. Well, when I went in, there were like multiple people already gotten it too, but my friend got something else who went with me. But then they tried mine, and they're like, oh, that's really good yeah. so and that one was lamb but yeah. which i feel like most of the other ones i don't know if there's any other ones that have lamb in them no so everyone was... else is more pork kind yeah. of or chicken i don't know i had the butter chicken one that one was good it was just it's just it's butter chicken there wasn't like anything special about it so right that was Maggie's, bad. right? yeah so again, not bad, but like they didn't do anything like the mint chimichurri sauce like brought that yeah. dish to a whole new level and it's like if they would have done a fun I don't know, chili oil or something with that buttered chicken could have maybe right. really elevated I it. feel like there's a lot of them this year that have just been fine. We definitely have, like, our top three are Frisian, which is the one you were just talking about, uh, Seven Monks, which has... Um, bone marrow. Yep. Which I liked the stuff outside of bone marrow. I knew I was not going to be a fan of the bone marrow just based on the texture. Um, but the rest of it was also really good. And then... Uh, Strangely enough, taco borracho. We did agree that we don't know that you can necessarily count that as poutine because it's like there's not really any gravy on it and it's tater tots, but it was really good. So, highly recommend. I scraped the bone marrow into my poutine and Mm -hmm. that made the poutine taste so much better. Though, there was something, there was a spice on that pork shoulder. And I didn't like the pork Oh my shoulder. god, I loved that. I didn't oh, like it that it much. So I liked everything else. I was just like, all right, there's some like charred seasoning on this pork shoulder that I'm just like, meh. Weird. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I guess, okay, so this is going to transition us into this next segment. But last week after our recording session ended, Autumn and I literally sent each other the same exact... <laughs> Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas article, but just on different platforms, but like at the same exact time. It was at the same time. And it was just all the tweets of Taylor Swift and Sophie going out to dinner. That's like every time I see one of those memes that's like, (laughs) no one in my life can think about, can hear Taylor Swift or think about Taylor Swift without thinking of me. And I'm like, yes, this is is me. Well, and so like, this is like my love-hate relationship with BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed does so many things that aren't news and makes it clickbait. Right. So I still need to go listen to this, but um, Jonathan Van Ness was on the Armchair Expert this week. I got that notification on my phone this morning. And so they're all like, they were crying. It got really heated. 
And like that's the clickbait article for BuzzFeed. They're like, oh my gosh, this episode was so wild. And then everyone's like, if you actually listen to the episode, they're like, yes, it got heated. But it was very respectful. Of course, Jonathan Ness cried. Like, Jonathan Ness is very emotional. And like, right. in a good way. But they were like, no, like, Dax... Because uh, they talk about whether kids should transition or not. Right. And Jonathan Ness just brought the... I haven't listened to the thing, but from what I can gather, like, Jonathan Ness just really brought light to Dax Shepard of what these kids are facing, all these right. different things. And, you know, BuzzFeed is turning this, like, clickbait article and almost was like... Are you trying to get Dax canceled? Because from what I can read from comments, Dax was actually really receptive and was very much like, I, mean, I don't I know enough like about you, this topic and so actually learned a lot. if you listen to his podcast, like, I wouldn't say that he, like, only brings on people that he, like, agrees with. But, like, all of his conversations are very, like, open and respectful, typically. Yeah. I don't know. Nate really likes the podcast. If you would like to shed some light on this topic, you don't have to. No? no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I haven't listened to Yeah. Well, not, oh, yeah. not this one specifically, but the podcast in general. But Well, that's what I always... I haven't listened to a bunch of the episodes, but that's what he's got is, like, he brings people yeah. on and he's willing to listen and learn. Mm-hmm. And well, when he's very open to talking about, like, his experiences in life that he has learned from. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, but that's interesting. It's like a love-hate where, like, I do love when BuzzFeed will gather fun tweets, but then when right. BuzzFeed, like, right. takes a topic that, like... Sorry, transgender, like, youth transgender healthcare, like, shouldn't be turning right. this clickbaity no. thing. So, no. and it's just, like, we don't need to add fuel to the fire. We don't need to paint someone. Right. And it, I mean, unless, of course, you want to throw Joe Rogan under the bus. I don't which, give a shit about which, that. Which, again, but, they're not doing. Yeah, they should be. <laughs> Please, we're begging you. Yes. Just throw them under the bus. Under the bus. Uh, but the reason I bring up... Uh, pop culture right now is let's talk about what happened on Sunday and I think uh, we are going to get a weigh in from Nate on this as well. But God. <laughs> Taylor Swift at the Kansas City Chiefs game after Travis Kelsey in- gave her the official invite. Listen, okay, so I have some context on this I have learned since then. Everybody's like, they're dating. I don't think they're dating. I think they're no. hanging out. So yeah. this man showed up to one of her shows and was going to give her a bracelet with his number on it. Great move. Love that for him. But then, obviously, he did not get to do that because he wasn't that fucking close to the stage. And also, she really only interacts with children that close. But um, he had, like, I don't know if he tweeted at her or reached out to her team. Or, Bella, you I can't have I think it wine. was a tweet. I think it was. So. was, like, something about, like, oh, I watch you, like, play in this stadium. Like, if you ever want to see me play, like, let me know kind of thing. So then yeah. she came. And every single person <laughs> in the world learned about it. It's it was I I told Autumn that this is the one thing I have that's sacred that's not Taylor Swift affiliated. Because Taylor Swift is definitely not a common topic of conversation in our household. <laughs> oh my god! It was just uh, all of a sudden like ESPN Sports Center. <laughs> Bleacher Report, which Bleacher Report is like an app specifically for only sports, posted like seven videos about Taylor Swift's reaction to Travis Kelsey getting like a catch. And then of course his touchdown, but like still, it was just like, oh, got a seven yard pass, zoom in on Taylor's face, what is she doing? And it was just like, this is not, no one, no one gets this much coverage. And you're going to say, oh, but no one's Taylor Swift. I get it. I'm not going to say that. No, but no. I think it's weird. Someone will. 
And, like, I understand that not everyone is Taylor Swift, but also just, oh, my God. I more so found it very amusing. I was at work during all of this, so I came home and Nate literally gave me a play-by-play of her reaction to the game. And I was like, no, I don't even have to look anything up. Oh, my God, people did, like, lip reading. You were like, (laughs) look at her say, let's fucking go. It's not crazy. No, it's not crazy. Tom Brady says it before every single game. It's not crazy. It's not, oh, my God, she swore. Just a song coming out called Slut. Who gives a shit? It's not. Uh, it's not newsworthy. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, what was the headline you saw today that you were talking about? The his jersey sales. No, not his jersey. The one about her eating. Oh, oh. yeah, it was uh, her. Someone at uh, Big Cat from Barstool had retweeted a picture that was just like Taylor Swift eating chicken with what looks like ketchup and maybe ranch. <laughs> With, like, all of, like, the red siren emojis. And it's like, yeah, that is how everyone reacts to everything she does. It's just, and then I'm just getting, I'm getting, like, all these. I, I've gotten these fucking videos on Instagram forced down my throat. Listen, of like, I've, I've hijacked Nate's entire Instagram I've, my, reel, no. like, algorithm at this yeah. point. It's just like, ooh, she wears blue, and then she wears black. And that would be insane if she asked all of her friends to do it, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? And then all these photos. And then it's like, oh, she really manifested this thing because she has a song where she was like, I'll be, you'll be 87, I'll be 89, or whatever the like the lyric is. And people are like, Travis Kelsey's number, number 87. It's crazy. <laughs> she manifested it's it. like her like, debut no. album, like, you'll be, or, you'll be 89, I'll be 87. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And it was I just like, it was, it shut up. What's yeah. funny? Right. What's funny is he retains all this information. When I see this shit on Instagram, it's like in one year, out the other. And so he's I, like, "Did you see this video?" And halfway through, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I totally." I did. can't unlearn. <laughs> My TikTok this morning was just everyone reacting to this or making up things, and someone was like, "All right, we gotta like teach Taylor all the Kansas City Chief cheers and all the things." And I literally was like, "I love this." Yo, she's just hey, here's, here's my thing though. She's like just hanging out with this man. Like obviously, nothing she does is like. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the other thing that pisses me off. When people are like, she's hanging out with this guy, this player for a football team. This dude is the well, best yes, tight end yes. in the game for over five no, years. No, I'm not denying that. But yeah. also, he's being diminished by their focus on her. Uh, right. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm saying just like, that's the other thing that I yes. see where it's just like, oh, wow, this guy whose jersey sale is up 400%. Right. I understand. But also, he is, if you right. ask any football fan, he is a first-round pick in fantasy. Right. He is, like, the yeah. reason they are won three Super Bowls in five years. Like, right. he's so good, and everyone's like, yeah, she's talking to this guy? I don't know. So if you let me like, finish, <sighs> what I was going to say I wasn't is, coming at you, I was just saying that. I know, I know. What I was going to say is, clearly it's, like, nothing serious. These are two, like, independently very successful people who just happen to be hanging out with each other. They're two 34-year-olds. Also that. But, like... Almost 34. I was about to get into their birthday stuff in just a second. Sorry, the astrological aspect of this. I have to bring this in. Um, But, like, I also... It frustrates me because, because it's, like, one... He is being diminished in all of this. Like, he is a very successful person in his own right. And, like... To, like, any implication that, like, any of this is coming to him, like, solely because of her, whether that's happening or not, I think is, like, a disservice to him. Yeah, I don't know if it's a dis... Like, I... Uh, so I, I mean, he's still benefiting from it, yeah, obviously, like, so... I, tra- I tried to sit in the shower yesterday and <laughs> get my thoughts organized about how I feel about this. And it's, like, it's, it's cool because, like, it hopefully, like, with his jersey sales going up and everything, like, hopefully, like, the like, the uh, 
fall girlfriends who are always like, I lose my boyfriend during the fall because it's just football. Like, hopefully you now have something you have to, to like, really pointedly for somebody to bond. <laughs> you have, like, have something to, like, bond with your boyfriend over. Right. Like, you want to watch a game now. Right. You're more likely to pay attention. Like, there are, there can be good stuff that comes out about this. But it doesn't need to be the sole fucking focus of Sports Center. Yeah, that, well, we and so that, that was going to be my point. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, I, my fear here is that her like presence regardless of how like involved she is in like this relationship is going to like in the long run negatively impact him like if this doesn't work out or if it does like this amount of public scrutiny is not healthy for either of them oh my god heaven forbid they break up and that's the new cycle for six more weeks he has one game and they're like oh taylor swift curse right Ugh. So that is that is my only concern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. I will say, like in terms of like her normal taste in men. Sorry, I fucking hated Maddie Healy, but like whatever. Um, and the Hannah I mean, Burner skit. Oh my god, <laughs> I send you that. That was so funny. Um, um, this guy is like has his own money. Is like very good at what he's doing. Is uh, by all accounts a very nice human. Unproblematic. Him right. and his brother. Yes. Right. Very so like I don't know. Like those two I, I Patrick hope, Mahomes. Just right, and like, I'm like, and I'm like, don't, please can like the general public not fuck this up for them? Yes. <laughs> for real. Well, and like so, I had Patrick Mahomes on my fantasy team a couple years ago. It was after what they I think it was after he won his first Super Bowl. So I was just fucking around with someone in our group who's like, Patrick Mahomes is my guy, but like I got to pick before that, and I I picked Patrick fully. <laughs> He's trade them later, and I said. But I can't remember if I had Travis Kelsey on my team or someone else did, because I think someone else did. And so we were constantly talking about, like, we need the Chiefs to do well every year. So Travis Kelsey's been on my radar. Uh, just to throw in, so he was born on October 5th, 1989. And so everyone's like, this 1989 promo stuff is That's ridiculous. Disgusting. That is disgusting. So he's six oh. days older than me, so he's almost 34. She was born in 1989. Supposedly, their astrological charts actually do match up while, like, his Venus is her Mars or... Someone did a whole thing on it. What the fuck does uh, that mean? I actually don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't go that in-depth, but... I will say this. So, okay. How so, does one's astrological chart Hannah Burner match? does have a great little oh, I think I segment this. about it's this so thing. Funny. But the best part is... So, right after you sent that to me, then it showed up on my TikTok, because obviously it's blowing up. And then right after that was when... Uh, SNL did this skit about dating men who can't throw women around. So all the three NFL players, which one was Travis Kelsey and something, step in and they start throwing the women around because like men can't pick them up. And it is funny because it's like Taylor Swift's taste in men is not normally him and his taste in women is also not Taylor Swift. He normally does go for, I think it was primarily black women or like mm-hmm. women of color or something like that. Like, you know, he doesn't go for He's the blonde haired like, blue He has made that joke multiple times where his type is black women. Yeah. Interesting. And then Taylor Swift goes for, you know, the skinny skinny cigarette. She, cigarette. she said a man that literally looks like a cigarette. That literally looks like a cigarette. <laughs> she said Manny yeah. Healy is a cigarette. Okay. But yeah, I will and also like I'm down for them just hanging because all reports are coming out that over the last few months, because originally because I think the thing was original tweet was I wanted to give Taylor Swift my friendship bracelet with my number on it. Didn't happen. And then that kind of blew up. And then a couple weeks ago, especially because football finally started, he said I've seen you pack out Arrowhead. Why don't you come see what I can do at Arrowhead? Listen, that is a great move. And that like, is a great thing. I would be like, all but right. like, and he's been very public about this. He said that was my public invite to be like, hey, I have a seat saved for you. If you want to come, we'll make it happen. But like, he's also like, the ball's in her court, right? And 
it's just like even over the last few months it sounds like they have hung out a few times but like that's what I love about this like they're just clearly at the beginning stage right. just let them hang let out them and also hang out my god I do like that we're all kind of invested with this but also at some point we also all need to step back and give them some privacy so that if this is a good thing like let it happen but like I love that like she's finally going for a man that's unproblematic like he does like he clearly has a way better career than all the other men she's dated like yeah he also seems secure in himself that like, like he's like, not argue, intimidated by I would argue they her. are like probably two of the most successful people in their like respective industries. Industry, yeah. Yeah. And they're like at the same age, like right. they're kind of going through the same things, you know, like they've both done like crazy public breakups, all this right. stuff, all these things. So like, yeah, let them, let us, like, let, I do like watching them bar, but let's give them <laughs> some Let them cook. <laughs> yeah. Let them see where this can go without us constantly being like, oh my God, we got to know every single detail. Yeah. I would argue that's just like a symptom of our current Oh, absolutely. Oh, just yeah. like, yes. Everyone's life kind of sucks, so you So we just, have to cling onto someone's yeah, life that cling, looks like it yeah. doesn't suck? Yeah. yeah. And then your heart gets broken once you find out that everyone just sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I yeah, will say this. Like, I will say, I love all the things of, like, Taylor Swift actually being there, like, watching the game and getting into it. Like, she yes! wasn't just, like, yeah. there and, like, on her phone the whole time or not interacting. Like, she was actually there to, like, right. watch the game and We had a good laugh on. over her chest. Chest bumping, Chest bumping like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I, think, I think that that's, that was what I meant earlier about, like, I hope that, like, if this does continue, that allows, like, a more, like, female-friendly, female acceptance right. into, like, watching or participation of the right. sport, where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I can watch this with my significant other while they right. watch it. It's like, it doesn't have to be, like, a, ugh, how'd your imaginary team do today? It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. fantasy, and it's frustrating. Like, yeah. You don't do fantasy, so don't even start. Not. not anymore. I did it, but like I always just like I would just set my light up for the week and just let the games go. You See, actually watch the actual games. Like, so. I don't mind watching things. Fantasy is another level of like I understand that the like the performance of your imaginary team is based on the performance of those players on their real teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But outside of that, like then it gets like way too confusing yeah. for me and I just Yeah. So I had way more fun when like one league, we didn't even put money down. We just were like, let's just have fun and have our own fantasy team. Right. And I had a couple leagues where like, we would put 20 bucks down. That was right. like, then one year it was like, all right, everyone's got to put 50 in. Then it was like 75. And then this year when I got the message to be like, do you still want to be in a league? He's like, I, the person was like, I think we should like up the, and I'm like, no, no. I really am not playing this for the money. I'm right. actually more just playing this to talk smack with everyone each week. Right. Like if we all want to put 20 bucks in and do like a first, second, third base I don't know, the that, loser does like, something funny or like host the yeah, party or host, whatever. Yes. Like, I don't know. Like, like I I'm think really sometimes not in it people for that get money. like really invested in it and then I'm like lost. Cause I'm like, this isn't a real team that you made. Yeah. It's real people, but, but it's not a real team. Right, yeah. But yes. maybe, I don't know. Maybe no, I, I, I accept that as a reason, but like I think the corollary to that as somebody who has played fantasy is like, I don't diminish other people's like make believe world of like when right. people are like, oh my god, did you hear this news? And it's like, I don't give a shit about the right. news. But yes, I will participate in this conversation. And then to not have that reciprocated because you don't like football or don't get football, that's where it gets frustrating. Where it's right. like, it's like just let me complain. I don't need you to like be like understand, but like a little engagement would be like, oh, that right. does suck. Right. And so it's like hopefully this gets past that, like. N- non-engagement to at least yeah. a little bit of just like 
oh yeah, I did watch that game with you. Right. I did yeah. get to learn when no one taught me like right. three things. Right. <laughs> but actually, there was like a meme I saw. I think one of our friends shared, and it was like. Football 101 for Taylor Swift fans. And I actually did like it because they took it seriously. They literally said, you have four tries to get a first down, or to go 10 yards. If you do that, you get to keep going. If you don't, the ball goes to the other thing, and then you score points through right. getting a touchdown right. and a field goal. And that's and exactly like how they took that, that like, you need to know. They, but I also like how that, like, that meme wasn't said to, like, diminish women who now want to get into football. Yeah. It was literally like, right. here's football 101, here's how you get into it, here's how, like, you do this thing. Right. Like, yeah. Here's the basic 101 of learning it. Right. Because so, I will say this. That's coming from somebody who was, like, so nerdy in high school, band geek, didn't understand football for the longest time, and it took me a while to actually understand how football works. Right. And it was like, I do need, like, three different people to explain this all to me. But then yeah. I got into it, and it was like, oh, now I can, like, watch a game and actually understand what's going on. Right, right. And I feel like that's, like, a lot of issues, too, is just, like, it can be a boring game to watch if you don't give a shit, because Well, and you is- and I have even talked about, like, it's not that fun to watch in person most of the time, unless it's, like... Yeah, unless you have, like, an emotional... Really, right. Like, you know, or it's a really good game. Right. Yeah. But, like, that's you like, would also have to know it's a good game right, in order you, to appreciate if it's a yeah. good game. It's just, like, is this a good game? I don't understand why they're not scoring more points. And you're like, it's a defensive struggle. It's incredible. <laughs> and you're like, what? It's like, right. oh, it's like watching a perfect game in baseball. And it's like, I just watched two people play catch for three hours. Right. And you're like, no, this never happens. Right. And you're like, this is boring as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I went to a Lions uh, preseason game one time. Mm-hmm. I was just there for the beer and I was literally on ground the entire time. Like, it was actually really boring. Like, it was a preseason. There was barely yeah. anyone in the stands. It was just, uh, but like, I get going in person when I'm also like, I'm there for the drinks and stuff, but then it's so expensive. So, like, I kind of yeah. like, if we are really invested in the game, like, let's watch at home. Like, yeah. also, I'm more of a college football fan than I am a pro fan. So, right. like, obviously, Michigan, Michigan State game is always like the game to watch. I actually do care. I'm like, invested. Yeah. I mean, I'm drunk off my ass and I'm eating all the snacks, but that's fair. Pay attention, and that that is like one of the few games I'm like that is a game I'm fully invested in. Would love to see that in person. So been to a few. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> Anywho, well, well, that concludes Nate's yes, video. Yes, yes. Thanks for joining us, Nate. Thank you for having me on. Uh, see you guys later. <laughs> Uh, I love that this really is just a straight up actual conversation happening right now. Like, we're not even trying to perform for the podcast. This whole intro has literally just been like, we are, we'll get to a topic, we'll discuss some things, but we're literally just like, let's just talk like three friends. So, yeah, well, because like, you were working a ton this week and I was working a ton, so we didn't get to do a ton of messaging, which is, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm so wrapping my head around that we don't together so like there are yeah. so many times i just want to walk, walk in while you're working and be like wait so i have something i need to tell you and then you i'm just like well, i'm just sitting here 95 yeah i could walk over i run by your house a lot because i've been doing a lot more running and trying to set up, up the fall day yeah. so i mean you have, back, have i given you the back door code uh you have not also oh i totally did just spill a bunch oh of my god well, what on me no i got excited about the taylor something i didn't go on your carpet and so you're fine. I have no you have not given me the back door code yet um if you want to spray it there's bella's there we go Stuff. I mean, I have the vino at home. Also, I still have, oh, like, right. five more loads of laundry I need to do. Also, this shirt is kind of getting old. Also, I love this shirt, but it's actually very thick for a summer shirt. So No kidding. Oh, I also ripped a pair of pants today. You I just, like, a pair No, ripped. So, like, oh. I... Um, <laughs> weird circumstances, but anyway, like, I pushed my legs apart too much, and it literally ripped around where the zipper goes. Like, the zipper is totally pulled off one side of the pants. These pants are super old, but I was just like, well, there go those pants. (laughs) Random side story. 
<sighs> no, All right, so well, outside yeah. of just like the normal work shit, I feel like, what is it today? We're recording this on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. And probably the majority of the issues I've dealt with in my full-time job in the last several days have like directly connected to my undergraduate students and or to some extent my advisors, like my volunteer advisors, like having interpersonal issues between each other. So I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Obviously, I work for a sorority headquarters. And so essentially that entails me overseeing four different regions of our chapters, which ends up, I think, being about 43 or 44 um, different chapters across the U.S. and Canada, primarily um, (laughs) Florida, Georgia, Alabama, our immediate area of the Midwest. So... Um, Michigan, Ohio, and Kentucky, and then two-thirds of the East Coast and, like, two-thirds of Canada. Um, So wildly different in a lot of ways, but the one thing that I think I deal with across the board is my students and my volunteers who are, for the most part, around my age or younger, um, not knowing how to handle interpersonal issues. And so, like, a lot of the member discipline stuff that I get called about has to do with members who quite frankly should just be having hard conversations with their friends and they either tried to or are avoiding it depending on the situation um and so it doesn't go the way that probably either party would have liked and then that's when one person's retaliating or um one person takes things like way differently than the other side does and it really just like has gotten me thinking like One, I hear a lot of, like, older people talk about how just, like, our generation is not good at more of that, like, conflict resolution and, like, some of those, like, more difficult parts of, like, relationship building, which I would argue most of the people that I know in that age range aren't either because they are just, like, there's no conflict because you're going to do what I say. Um, But that being said, I, having worked with, like, college-age students for, I guess, probably four or five years now, I am curious, like, is this generational thing and is something like, for example, in the most recent case, the, like, use of technology, is that, like, a factor? Um, because I I wonder how much, like, we are able to hide behind technology. Um, so today I started doing, like, a little bit of research on, like, technology usage, specifically with, like, you and I's generation, but also a little bit with, like, what is it, Gen X or Y? They're X. Yep, the next one. Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen yep. X yep. is the one X before, is before us. Yep. So, yes. Um, and I'm just, like, curious, like, how much... Because then I started thinking, like, how much is this, like, impacting our relationships and our ability to communicate with each other? Because um, to me, some of this stuff seems really obvious, but also then I, I think back and I had essentially a normal college experience and a normal, like, teenage experience navigating a lot of that without a heavy influence of technology. Most of my students now had a pretty formative two to three years of their lives heavily impacted by COVID. And so they were entirely virtual for anywhere between like two to three years of their high school and or college experience. Like how much is that kind of like influencing their social like skills essentially and their ability to handle certain situations. So I started looking at like how much our generation specifically uses um, technology. The one study I found said that 94.4% of millennials are estimated to have cell phones. 
Yeah. Um, I saw the same stat. Which I so, was yeah. also like, I guess like in my brain that makes sense. But I mean, think about like my parents did not get cell phones when I was a child until my little brother um, fell and broke his nose in our house. And my parents were both like, my mom was home, but my dad was like farther back in our property. And so like we couldn't find him. Um, but I really started thinking about that. And I was like, that's a, that's a recent shift. Um, and like my parents obviously both have cell phones now. They both figured out how to text. But my, like my grandparents, three of my four grandparents have cell phones. The three that have cell phones think they can text. They can't. And then my one grandparent that does not have a cell phone can barely use the phone. We've literally been like, you need to know how to call 911. (laughs) It's like, you fall. Um, so I'm just like, I'm, I'm starting to wonder like how much this is influencing like more of like our basic functioning. Another study that I found, um, talked about how 86% of millennials report either having or actively using social media. And of that 86%, 73% of that also think that internet usage has had a positive impact on society, which I thought was interesting because I... I don't think I personally have ever really experienced like some of these like self-esteem issues from like social media, but I know that's like a constant conversation of like the comparisons between other people. Um, and I can totally see like how that would happen. So I'm just curious, like what are your thoughts on kind of like where millennials fall on this? Yeah. Well, so just tell like a little bit of like our thing is like, so growing up, obviously like I'd have everyone's people's phone numbers memorized my parents didn't get caller ID till like well after I came out, but it's really funny. So like, if, well, also we wouldn't get caller ID because my parents refused to pay for it, kind of like they refused to pay for cable, because my parents were just right. like it doesn't matter. However, my dad had one of those phone car or phone like our car phones that you could plug into before cell phones were a thing. There was a phone that you could like plug into the electric the cigarette lighter. Yeah. And power yeah. up and you could do it. And it's funny, well, because of like our circumstances with like us going on like two week vacations and stuff. And so like what is really funny, especially generations, is my dad has kind of been what's called an early adopter. So it is like a it, I think it started as a marketing term, but now it kind of encompasses anything is like so as soon as the new technology comes out, it's the people who jump on for like those beta tests who want to do those things. Like it is interesting that my dad, who is technically a boomer, because I did double check all the age things and yeah. stuff. Like he's a boomer, fully a boomer, um, would latch on to especially technology like right away. But he also used to work at a nuclear power plant. Like they were always kind of on cutting edge. Like he right. was someone who yeah. was like willing to do stuff. So we had those car phones. Then I remember us getting cell phones. Um, I think I got my first cell phone at eighth grade or ninth grade maybe even 10th grade because i just remember my older brother was allowed to have a cell phone because he could drive and so my parents were like now that you can drive and we don't have to pick you up but then as i started getting older and was hanging out with people who could drive and stuff my parents were like once my older brother got actually i might not even got until later once my older brother moved out of the house and he moved away and they got him a weird cell phone plan where he could like save on minutes because guys i come from the day of like minutes were free after nine you only had so many text messages so many minutes like I was definitely around, like, when the, like, I remember the iPod Nano, the iPod Color, like, all these things, like, I, yeah, I was very much in that middle of all that stuff coming up, it's like, I didn't get my first cell phone till I think, later than, like, people, even later than some of my peers, like, I wasn't the latest, but I was later, because my parents were just like, you don't need it, but then I need to get a hold of them, right. and, like, technically, like, so, Facebook was the first thing, so Facebook started as you had to have a college email, Mm-hmm. I think when I was a junior, 
in high school, maybe a senior, they finally allowed people who are in high school to get ads. Like, again, like, I was around when that first happened, but Facebook had been around for a little bit, and then we're on, so we saw all of that stuff. So, like, I was definitely there when all this stuff was actually, like, launching. Um, One of the funny stories of technology is Grindr was actually launched in 2008. Tinder was launched in 2012. I got on Grindr in 2010. The reason I know those dates is I actually do a full-on stand-up joke about that, and you need to know that I throw in the dates there to just prove that gays were around and (laughs) horny before straight people. Gays have always been around. But, you know, so I've been around for all this stuff, and I do, like, I think about that. Like, I think about dating in the gay world where so many people rely on grinder rather than in interpersonal communications i remember do you remember the computer lab in like elementary school where there was like a room of just computers but like not every room had a computer but like we had a laptop at home and it was super old and it had like solitary and like two other games i know what a floppy disk is like yeah like technology has really changed a lot and like so it is okay so it is very interesting that um, that's all to say the 73% of us actually having a positive change because like yeah. I'm kind of a pessimist about technology and Same. here's why the amount of you motherfuckers who create a blank profile to go talk shit to people because you can't do it in person right. and like I've seen these comments like some people comment some of the meanest horrible things to do and then it is interesting because those people when you find out their real personality they're like I love Jesus. I go to church every week. Did that, but it's like you hide behind this fake profile, and like, it's weird because like on Sundays you preach love in Christ, and then you're literally going out of your way to spread hate and like right. to take down the world and stuff. And like, I actually heard my therapist like literally two weeks ago, like, could I post so much more online? I could, but like, I don't do well with those negative comments. So like, I, my personality wise, even in high school, I think my Facebook profile got hacked at one point and I was just like you guys actually believe I would say that and my friends were just trying to warn me that I'd been hacked and I was offended because I don't know tone well over text like I don't do well with tone that's part of the issue yeah and like it's taken me knowing you years to finally be able to read through like your text also I just know enough of your personal life to be like she must be having a rough day at work something's happening but like as a two Enneagram Libra I'm always just like is everyone mad at me right and Whereas it's like literally I'm, just like I'm an eight in my text, I don't know how I never greet people in text. I just send you a question yeah. or well, also like, an article or that whatever. That was the it whole is. point of text when it first came out was to be short and to the point. So right. it wasn't that you were being short with the person. The whole point of text was to have the quickest, shortest conversation possible and not delay. Because also you had only had so many texts a month. So you just had to be like, K originally was okay and it wasn't mad now when you get a k it's like someone's mad at you and i'm like it didn't start off that way it started off as k totally meant everything was fine it was just them acknowledging that they got your message like if you were like hey autumn we're going to the movie tomorrow night at nine o'clock we're meeting at applebee's at 7 30 what's your plan or like what's going on you would just be like k and that meant you would be just there at 7 30 we would go like you know you weren't gonna waste your time also we had the predictive text yeah. Y'all don't remember that without smartphones. So so I guess my thing is, like, I'm not surprised by how much millennials have stuff. What I'm surprised is that we think it has, like, and I get it. Information is at your fingertips. But this is what pisses me off about technology is people will ask stupid questions. And I'm like, you have a smartphone in your hand. You can literally Google right. it. Don't, don't play dumb when you can literally Google on your phone in front of you, get verified facts, and then say something right. stupid. 
So that's my so little, that's that, my soapbox. That being said, even, so outside of obviously like the bullying aspects of it, like, I, I think there's like even broader implications for like relationships. So like obviously online dating, I mean, you just mentioned Grindr, um, like how do we feel like that has um, impacted like millennial relationships? Yeah. Um. So I was kind of talking about this with a friend uh, on Friday when we were doing poutine. Uh, not on purpose, it just kind of came up. But we like fully think Tinder ruined dating for everyone. Oh, like we really, and she's two years old. So she was saying, like, I know next to nothing about online dating yes, platforms because yes. I use them very briefly, like yes. less than a day, yes. and was like, men are disgusting. Yeah. And again, what we actually do, we will be doing like a full like dating at thing. But like, so she was originally like unmatched.com. She was like around for plenty of fish. Like we were around for like literally website dating. But so that's like the early, Tinder. early, like early, early okay. thing. This was like 90s internet, you know, 2000s. Right. But Tinder put it on your smartphone in front of your hand and allowed you to say whatever the fuck you wanted to right. somebody. And so... Like, our thought process is, like, especially when it comes to dating. And I know it's not just everything, but, like, we're, like, no, Tinder ruined the dating scene. Like, people... And, like, I also want to preface this. I am very confident, and I will totally go up and tell a dude he's hot in person. Like, I'm not afraid of him saying no or not being into right. me. You still get the compliment. Yeah. That's free. Yeah. yeah. But I have thought about, like, how I actually, like, flirt with somebody in person, and my flirting game is not there. My flirting game in person is not there also like I've had a lot of practice lately too so like it might just be like not having a lot of practice but it's like no like I've seen the like I sometimes don't know how to like talk to somebody in person at times yeah and I I mean don't get me wrong like I small talk I'm a server I can do all that stuff but I was thinking about that I was like no there are times where like um, you know, in some ways, like sending an email or a text is easier because you don't actually have to deal with the live the feedback. You don't have to deal yeah. with it. You don't, you don't have, have to, to see go... their nonverbal cues. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to go into this. And like, that's what my therapist is like. No, I prefer in person so we can read the nonverbal cues right. of each other. And you can. He's also you got to learn to be uncomfortable in some people's things. And right. it was just like oh, and so like I've been really trying to think about that, and I like. I, I still, I'm still suck at this. I'm not even saying I struggle. I suck at this, but I've been like, especially when I'm with certain people, I really try not to be on my phone, but it is literally like my phone, especially like in my high school and especially my college years was glued to my hand, but also like that was my escape from the straight world was grinder and right. these apps and this world right. that I like needed to escape from. But yeah. also then it was like, well, it set up unhealthy patterns. Yeah. That was actually, like, the next point that I had. I often wonder, like, how much that impacts, like, quality time with people. Even for those of us who do feel like typically we are able to do those things. Like, make small talk and make those in-person connections. Like, how often are you sitting with people and, like, they're talking about something and you're scrolling through your phone or answering a text message. Like, sometimes I struggle with, like, knowing if that's positive or negative because it's just become part of like kind of how we function for the most part. Um, but I know like, for example, a lot of my job involves working with volunteers and like they obviously are not on a nine to five schedule because they have their own nine to five jobs for the most part. 
Um, and so they will like text me at different times of the night, which like there are volunteers that know that they can do that. But like, I think in a lot of ways, like for our generation in certain roles, it makes it hard for us to separate like our jobs from real life because we are so accessible all the time, especially like over text when I was working with students directly all the time, like my students would call or text me at literally any time of the day or night. Like they did not care. And I, I I think that the texting aspect of things and like the social media aspect of things like farthers that, but I also don't know, like, obviously that's not important to everyone. You know what I mean? Like quality time is like not a big deal for everyone and it looks different for everyone. And so I'm curious also how that kind of like impacted our relationship. Weirdly enough, I like started looking at like research about this. There has not been anything super recent because I think probably what's happening is a lot of this stuff that was going on longitudinally was kind of fucked up by COVID. Oh, yeah. And so I think they're going to need more data before they can, like, release that because COVID was so, like, aggressively in the middle of how we were normally functioning and we were not prepared in the slightest that I think it probably skewed a lot of, like, research data. But most of the studies I was looking at today, like, it was, like, 2014 to 2017 was, like, the... found something about in 2019 mm-hmm. but it didn't give us any more info than right we that we didn't already saying, know so. yeah well okay so another thing too with like separating work and stuff like when i remember when i was 24 in my marketing career you know i wanted to look good so i was like available at all the time right and i like thankfully had a boss that one time called me about something uh, and like she already knew like i was out on a date and she was literally like i know you're on a date she's like i'm so sorry i just need to know this but she is like it is that important i was just like she, i gave her the answer and she's like go enjoy your date but like we, there aren't bosses like that and like there are times like and also too i was thinking back to about it but, like i'm not gonna also when i say my boss this was actually like the vp like the person who was running this whole branch I'm, like i get it and we also were dealing with this really horrible client and all these different things but, like, right there are things that are weird. But one thing that like, I hate having notifications. So I like to read things but respond to things later. And so yeah. one thing that's kind of turned me off is obviously I don't have my read receipts on. And sometimes if I do check a notification, I'll forget to respond. But like I've been on dating apps that you can pay so you can see when the other person reads your message. And I've literally had people freak out at me after literally not. Well, I've also had people message me and if I don't respond within 30 seconds, like block me. That happened one time on Garter. Literally, this person messaged me. I saw the notification. I didn't even open the app. And then I opened the app like five minutes later. I'm already blocked. And then I had one app where like I read the person's message and I just wasn't able to respond. And they sent me a message and be like, why would you, you read my message. Why aren't you responding? And I'm just like, we need to chill. Like right. everyone needs to chill. And so like, it is one of those things of it's like, can I have the freedom to read your message and have a moment of clarity to mm-hmm. actually respond or like to look up the answer and give you a thing? Like, I saw this stand-up community, and I think it was, like, a little clip on Instagram Reels where everyone going, she's like, the average response time on a dating app is 24 hours. I was like, oh, so, like, a day later is a total normal thing. I don't know, this was first rate person, and I don't know, this is, like, way before smartphones were really everywhere, but it was one of those of, like, hey, we also, like, really need to, like, even if we're sending somebody, like, a message at nighttime, like, understanding that, like, hey, they might need to respond. Or right. What's one of my favorite memes? The... This person messaged me at 4.55 on Friday afternoon. It is now 8.15 Monday morning. They're saying, I gave you three days to respond. And you're going, 
no, that that's 20, 20 minutes, 20 minutes working time. That yep. is 20 minutes working time. Right. The weekend doesn't count. There's nothing about this job that makes me be on call 24-7. Yeah. Also, I always joke, like, if you really want me to be available on weekends and really work out of the 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 time, tack on an extra zero to my pay grade or two zeros, and then I will be around right. the whole time. But right. until you actually start really paying for all that off-time work, then no, it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. And I think the the repercussions of doing that, whether you're paid for it or not, are, like, mental health-wise, not worth it most yeah. of the time. Also, um, I was thinking about this. Like, how many jobs are literally life-and-death situations? Basically none. Besides surgeons, besides paramedics, right. besides firefighters, right. like, besides the jobs that should be getting paid a lot more money than what they do, right. you are just trying to make a client happy so that they renew their contract with you so at the end of the year, your bottom line looks good. Right. And slash half that time, that money isn't even getting passed on to smaller employees. So I'm really sorry, but no, there need to be, like again, I've struggled with having firm boundaries with work. This right. is why I kind of like being a server. And like I had some people ask me, like, do you want to move up to manage in a restaurant? I'm like, nope. Because as a server, I don't have to take work home with me. I don't have to do all this stuff. I'm and in like, direct that's control of my own money. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, also, like, I've worked for so many companies that tell, like, clients, like, we need this much lead time. We need this. We need this. And then clients decide to do stuff last minute. And it's like, no, we need to start telling people no. And, like, yeah. I think if businesses and stuff started putting there, but they're so much worried about their bottom line. They're only worried about profit. They're only worried about money. And it's like, no, we don't want that. And, like, maybe that's the one positive of... Social media is all the millennials have gotten together and been like, oh, so you guys only care about the profit and not about us? Like, we're not here for that. Yeah. I will say, though, too, kind of along the same lines that we were originally talking about in terms of, like, quality time. Yeah, we've definitely gone all over. No, you're good. That's, I mean, that that is a conversation in itself of, like, what millennials are expecting from, like, the workplace versus, like, what our parents or grandparents expected is wildly different. Um... They also only had to work nine to five because they didn't have a cell phone in their right, hand. Right, exactly. And if you did good work at nine, if you did good work at nine to five, you got you got promoted. But yeah, they didn't contact you after work. But then everyone's like, "You've yeah. got a smartphone, so we can contact." Right. You. I actually so sorry. Sidebar. One night I was firing off emails late at night, and this uh, person was like, "You need to not send emails late at night because my phone kept buzzing." And I'm like, "Turn it off." Well, I was also like, "Turn it off," but also like, I do like that you're like, "My phone is my alarm," but also like, "Yeah, it's nighttime, so why are you sending emails?" And I'm like, "Not because of you, but because your boss is demanding all right. this stuff." So, right. yeah. I will say though, I do think. Part of the reason that our generation may view internet usage and like social media through a more positive lens is that we utilize it more in terms of like keeping in touch with like friends and family who are not physically close because we were very much raised in an environment of like not as heavily influenced by like technology and social media and the internet in general. Um, And so I think it provides an avenue of maintaining relationships that we built in other ways over like longer periods of time and longer distances which I like I even think about the number of people that we know that like strictly use Facebook to keep up with their family like that makes sense to me that to me is like what something like that should be used for whether or not that's that's the intention or like the what the majority of the public is using it for is probably another question but um I do think 
to some extent. Like I in I wish Instagram had a feature, maybe it does, and I just haven't figured it out yet. Where I could like filter the people that I like genuinely want to hear from frequently versus like accounts that I just follow because I'm interested in their content. Because like there are a group of people in my life that I do genuinely enjoy seeing their updates for. And so like I do see where the positives there are. Like I like celebrating with my friends who are like having babies or buying houses or whatever the fuck they're doing. Like I I do think social media is good for things like that. Oh, Instagram fucked up their algorithm. You'd have to go to the people you want oh to follow God. and ask to get specific updates right. from them. But even then, they don't post them in order and right. stuff. But, like, I do, okay, I do agree with you. I sometimes do, if I've never met you in person, sometimes it's hard to make friends online. I've realized that, like, I do like that human interaction with right. you. But once I've met you in person, to your point, yes, social media has been great to keep up with people from far away. Don't get me wrong, either like a couple dudes I'm kind of flirting with from afar. Like flirting with, like not I like I will never see these people. They live in Europe, like whatever. But yeah, am I like flirting with some people and like trying to make connections online? But like I realize well, so I had to step away from this gay Christian group that I was in for the longest time and there was just again, there was so much unhealed trauma in that group that I was just like, Alright, I gotta get out of it better. Yep. But I still follow a couple people from there that I like Never actually met, but I did really create a genuine connection with. And, like, I also do realize I'm not going to create a genuine connection with everyone I meet online. I'll do it with some people. But, yeah, so the people I can't see weekly or monthly, I love having a way of keeping up with you and knowing what's going on. Do I do fully enjoy this. Like, yes, I guess I can see how that has been a positive. But also, I'm like, we got to be honest about some of the negatives, so... Uh, all right, sorry, y'all. We totally had to take a break to grab some food and use the bathroom and stuff. We've been sitting here for a while. We also have been bad about eating today, so we were like, we need food. The wine's hitting us. Primarily me. I'll be open and honest about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so I think to kind of circle back and come, come back from that weird, awkward pause in this podcast, but yeah, I, I'm kind of, again, I'm still surprised at 73% have a positive impact but like I mean I kind of got it but I'm also like we got to be realistic about the negative impact I get it if we're thinking like the overall impact of the internet ever (laughs) I think the impact of like the internet on the normal person's life I think it is not positive yeah if that makes sense well also I think to your point you're saying the overall internet versus like social media specifically so I think social media is its own beast as well yeah also, just a sidebar, because this will probably be a future coming. We totally went two different ways with technology usage today. We're like, mm-hmm. Autumn went social media stuff. I had a whole thing planned about, like, AI and how we integrate it into work and all of this stuff, because that's, like, a forever changing landscape. So, more to come on that. But, Autumn, do you have any last minute thoughts or anything else you want to add about you know social media relationships i mean i think the the thing that i've been thinking about most frequently recently is like are we are we still able to like have meaningful conversations in person can we still have those like difficult conversations or, or like resolve conflict in person effectively or is that something that's being lost with some of our both like our generation and the generations following us because of internet usage, whether it's social media or just the ability to like hide behind a device rather than like have a conversation with someone in person. Um, 
And if that is the case, is is that necessarily a bad thing or do we just need to adapt is like mm-hmm. the biggest question that I think I have recently. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's the, yeah. the note I would leave everyone on. Yeah. I think it's a great note. And to your point, I think COVID really fucked things up. So I think it's still going to be a wait and see game and we're not going right. to know for a few more years how it actually pans out. And like I told you earlier, I think it's going to be really interesting seeing some of these studies that like probably started before COVID because um, there's, like, not a ton of research out right now about, like, technology usage and, like, social, essentially, like, interactions prior to, like, 2017, or most of it is prior to 2017. I'm guessing because a lot of longitudinal studies were fucked by COVID yeah. because all of a sudden this is, like, a major wrench that you were not anticipating thrown into your study. But I, I do think there's going to be some really interesting comparisons that those researchers are going to be able to make once we have, we're a couple more years out from this. I also think uh, on that, like we've saw so many like movies of what technology in the future would like almost a doomsday us. So in some ways I feel like millennials are already like, well, life sucks so much that we're like, we're going to actually make this a positive. Like we're like, we're like, life should be this. We're like, well, at least we're going to rebel against like AI totally taking over and the world going down. So in some ways I'm like, Maybe it will be like a positive thing and we'll just adapt to how we use technology and yeah. social media in our social lives rather than it like completely over our consuming us. Right. Yeah, I guess we'll have to report back in a couple <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> if the world's still around. Right. All right. Well, to kind of get us out of that wonderful topic I was gonna say weird talk and I was at a weird like it's not uh weird but it's also not weird it's not sad it's just it is what we're going through it just is so Autumn uh do you have any fun updates on like what you're reading listening to watching anything so I this week binged um a podcast called Exposed which so everyone is familiar with like the Larry Nassar case from the last couple years Apparently that is not the first time that that has happened. And so there is a case of a doctor who works for Columbia University um, who's a gynecologist um, and assaulted hundreds of patients while he was employed by the university. Yeah. Um, And there is a podcast about essentially the survivors um, attempting to get literally any sort of like accountability or, you know, like... Not, I don't even, I literally any accountability um, for this man's actions. Um, so I just finished that. It's very well done. Um, you can find it on pretty much any platform, but that was alarming. Essentially, the university pretended they do nothing about it. Same as, unfortunately, the Larry Nasser case. Um, and he practiced for decades, despite like documented incidents of sexual assault during exams um to the point where he had to have a chaperone as like a nurse in the room with him and he was still fucking doing it so um yeah i mean it's a really good podcast and like they do end up getting i mean he does end up getting some time and is charged with like a few of their assaults but like there are dozens more women that like saw nothing because by the time that like they were being taken seriously. The statute of limitations on a lot of their cases had passed. So, 
Fuck men. Genuinely. I, it's super gross. And I'm talking like, not to like freak anyone out to like trigger warning, but like this guy was like licking people's vaginas in the middle of like a pelvic exam. Like, which if you've ever had one of those, there is genuinely no scenario in which your gyno's face should be that close to your vagina. Like, gross. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, But yeah, the podcast is really good. And then um, I just finished, I think I mentioned this maybe on an earlier episode, maybe not. I just finished Gunther's Millions on Netflix, which is a limited series. It is literally about a person who died and left their fortune to their dog. And the ensuing chaos. I don't even know how else to describe this documentary. It is interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. Um, there's like uh, some songs written because apparently the dog wanted them. It's very weird. Wow. Yep. All right. The trustees of this this money were very strange. Fine. Mm. What have you been listening to? Um, so, or reading, or well, yeah. So what I mentioned last week, A Taste of Golden Iron by Alexander Rowland. I started it on audiobook. Uh, yeah, it's a million. <laughs> Guys, this, I really did not eat anything today and we started drinking this wine and it hit me right away. Uh, so it's a male-male romance, and that's why like, I wanted to read it. It's one of my reading lists for every year. Uh, but I bought it on Audible because I have, like, multiple credits there. And so I was like, we'll do Audible. And I normally start it off very fast. Like, I'm at 1.5, 1.75. So uh, we're at 1.25 speed. We're not at 1 speed. We had to slow it down because it's a fantasy world. The names, mm. the world, mm-hmm. it's all good. I'm hoping I can pick it up later but I was like oh we are entering a brand new fantasy world that like they created and stuff and don't get me wrong I love this I just realized on audio to actually understand what's happening takes a minute you know like it wasn't like a contemporary like fantasy like where it's happening like you know condemned right. Chicago or something where you can at right. least like pick up right away Brand new, all the stuffs, but I am definitely loving it. Um, I just haven't gotten to listen to it a ton because I've been all over the place and like a lot of my driving lately has been on the highway. So if I don't bring my one random speaker with me, my car doesn't like hook up to my phone. It's, it's, I have an old car, all these weird things, but I'm very much enjoying the book. So I'm thoroughly, and I've only heard good things about the book. So I'm very excited to get more into it later this week. On the topic of reading though, I have book club in, uh, well, when this premieres on Friday, I have book club in a week. So I'm reading the, or we'll start The Stranger Upstairs. It's a very short book. Um, basically, I think these people buy this house and it's like haunted or something. I don't know. It's a, it was like a thriller haunted book for September. And I was like, can we wait till October? I really, right. wanted, I really wanted a romance for September. Um, if you're a book club member and you're listening to this, I was really mad we didn't get the one romance book on there because it actually looked really good. And also, everything I've been reading is male, male romance. So we've been like, you know, in a mood for love. And then I forgot to mention, I think I watched it before last week's episode, but I didn't mention it. Uh, Hannah Gatsby has a new special out. And obviously the one before that was all about her quitting comedy and quitting the thing and all this stuff. Um, she comes back with another and her whole thing is this is a feel-good special. Um, okay. It's... It really is. Like, she honestly just, she got married, so she really talks about married life, getting married, and the fact that, like, now she knows she's on the spectrum, she's got some autism, yeah. how her brain works. And again, in a move of comedy, comedic genius, I just love how she shut up the entire special. Right. Like, it was a great setup, and it was, like, another idea of, like, wait, that's how you can do 
do do this? I don't know. I was I was blown away by her setup, and I was very much just like, it's really good. Also, along that, because I know we're like we're talking a lot about millennial stuff, and we're gonna keep doing that again. Thirty Seven and Single by Jared Freed really hits on some millennial topics where I feel like, because I know some people reached out to us after last week's episode, just being like, oh my God, it's just so nice to not feel alone. So I do think Jared Freed hits on some really great topics in that special to also realize, like make you realize yeah. you're not alone. Right. Like there's some very relatable We are all collectively content. miserable. We're all collectively miserable. Also, we are collectively all kind of having the same experience. Right. So like, yeah, I think those, especially if you need to like kind of laugh at your dire circumstances. Right. Those both of those are kind of fantastic to watch and feel good about it. And yeah, that's all I have. I'm sorry with working so much lately and really trying to work as much as possible for the next few weeks. Just you know, life and wanting to save up some money and different things. Like I haven't done a whole bunch of flying through, so you know I haven't been reading as much smut as I normally would. That's so. fair. But we'll get there. It'll it'll calm down after this birthday party. Right now, the yeah. subject of my life yeah. is this birthday party, and I'm okay with it because that's yeah. how it always is. October is always about mm-hmm. my birthday, mm-hmm. and, and he's doing fun. it earlier this month. So yeah, it is a lot earlier. I mean, we'll still probably do something on my actual birthday, which right. is later. And again, um, if anyone's out there, I'm looking to get laid as much as possible for Libra season. <laughs> always throwing that out there, single and ready to mingle through grinder though, not in person as we talked. Right. Gross. Oh yeah. Just kidding. Um, anyway, to the next thing. Our wonderful wine we're drinking today. Uh, I underutilize this, and I literally work right by there, but Total Wines is such a fantastic place. They literally oh, yeah. sell everything. They're a superstore yeah. for liquor. They also have mixers there. They have, like, the, all the cocktail olives, all the cocktail onions. They've got everything there. Uh, but also, I underutilize it because it's never open late enough when I get off of work, okay. which, you know, and I, I mean, I guess I could go beforehand. That's a place you have to wander, though. True. So it took me a while to decide on this wine, but I wanted a Spanish Grenache, especially after we did, like, our Italian last week and stuff. Um, But it's San Gregorio, and it's just a Grenache 2021. Very affordable. I think it was $12 a bottle. I can't read anything on this bottle because it's all in Spanish. And my Duolingo hasn't gotten me this far, so... Yeah, it's a wonderful wine. Also, the lady next to me kept being like, she's like, am I in your way? Because she was stocking and cleaning stuff. And I was like, you're not in my way. And she's just like, this was her favorite wine and she recommended it. So, we are here for this. And uh, for the cheese today, we're eating lasagna. <laughs> I was about to be like, we have no cheese this week. Yeah, we're eating lasagna. The family size wasn't big enough. We need the party size. Autumn is reading in the <laughs> Ridiculous Taylor Swift chat. Listen, I already knew half of that. Wait, what is it? Uh, Alright. Wait, okay, you sorry, Nate interrupted again. More Taylor Swift. We gotta bring this back. I also wanna know what's going on. Uh, so so it says, uh, this is from the Taylor Swift Eras underscore thirteen Instagram account. Why do you follow this? I don't. Someone reposted this. I do not follow this. (laughs) Uh, it says Taylor wrote to the game with the family. They had to change the entire sweet guest list last minute, and most of Travis's friends didn't know until yesterday morning that she was coming to the game. They went to the Prime Social after the game. There was only 50 to 60 people there. Like, they closed down the restaurant and made everybody leave. Yeah, everyone, no, I heard about him yeah. renting out the restaurant, yeah. so. Everyone left around 1 a.m. It was probably the chillest environment Taylor's been in a long time. People's phones weren't confiscated, but everyone respected their privacy. Taylor and Travis were very touchy, like they always had to be touching. Taylor herself had a good time drinking and dancing. Final, pl- or final line, 
She put her hair up halfway <laughs> through the night. That's the Get over yourself. Yes. I was like, I didn't I remember hearing and about him dancing at the restaurant. Hot. I didn't know that they were very like touchy feely, but yeah. I thought it wasn't like inappropriate. It was just like you know, flirting. They were having, having fun. fun. Let them have their fun. Let They're them cook. God, it's so annoying. They're both Get in their fucking life. They're both in their mid thirties and they're hot and they're successful. Mm-hmm. Let them live. Yeah, heaven forbid, two hot people can't coexist. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say this on the on the hotness factor. <laughs> his mustache has been looking a little '70s porn star lately. He could do without. Listen, as long as he's like always like post game sweaty, I'm fine with this. Yeah. So. Here's what I would rather him go back to like the full beard rather than just the mustache. Listen, I'm always here so. for a full beard. Yeah. Nate's no. Not, I... Nate, Nate has not shaved fully since we've started dating. One year. Yep. One year. Since. A year. Yep. Since you fully shaved. Nice. nice, nice. I actually need to go and shave. On, on the hair. on the note of men, uh, what do you yeah. have for tarot cards? Tarot today? cards, yeah. So, uh, real quick, so it's a full moon. Uh, so the, I always forget this happens. So the moon isn't always in the same sign as the sun is. So the sun is in Libra, so it's Libra season. So sun the, is always in, no sun's not always in Libra. I don't know. No, so the sun is like the, mm-hmm. your main sign. The moon can change signs. So this, and I forgot this happened last year too, but this also happens. So the full moon. Is happening in the sign of Aries. For why? We actually need to maybe do another tarot <laughs> thing. I actually haven't done the research on this. I just know that like this, well, because the moon's not in the same spot that the sun is. You know, like well, that's why that we can would see make the moon. sense. Yeah. But like the full moon in Aries happens in the sign of Libra, and it's weird because sometimes they match up, sometimes they don't. But what I wanted to say is, so Aries is technically the. It's not like the full opposite, but it is like the solar opposite of right. Libra, where like okay. Aries is fire. They're very like affirmative. They know what they want. They go for it, where like Libra is an air sign and air does feed into fire. And Libra and Aries do complement each other because like solar, like the six months apart don't necessarily mean you're fully opposite. Okay. But Libra's very balanced and stuff. So with the balance scales in the fiery Aries, like now it's a full moon to just kind of be good. Be a little balanced. Be a little chill. Those are just like the few sentences I picked up from the quick Google search that we did on our break. But anyway, back to the full moon. Full moon is going to amplify some things this weekend. So what? Pray tell tarot cards, They're naked men, weird. are we going to we gonna do? I don't have time this weekend for anything weird. Ooh, first thing I noticed, there's a giant horse. All right, that's fine. Good start. Um... Second thing I noticed is there's a giant penis. So this is the Knight of Wands. Um, in my limited tarot card knowledge, I've never seen this card before. Uh, I've not had it. Yeah, it's a new one. Yeah. So th- this man, the God, his penis is like the size of half the size of this horse's head, which is a little alarming. Um, so the guy's riding the horse. He has really nice abs. They seem to be charging into something, though, so I guess if you're looking for, like, something from my ramblings, follow a man with a large penis into whatever thing he's tackling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. I'm going to stick with that. That's my final answer. You're on to it. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, it symbolizes adventure and enthusiasm and a go-for-it. Attitude. Okay, okay. All right, so 
Taylor Swift went for it. She did. She said this man has a large penis. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, guys, this this weekend is some abs, some very large. You're... Okay, for real, though, I know you're no. Yes, head. okay. So like the torso, of this horse is gigantic, and the head's just—I mean, the head is decent side of the horse, but right. the head on this man's penis and his penis is literally hundred percent line. It's half the size of yeah, the horse. It is weird. Show. I guess. Um, Who's riding a horse fully erect? Also, that fully can't erect. be comfortable. That I uh, can tell you from actual experience. It's not a rat. It's not fun. It's not erect. It's not. I fun. was like, that's a rat. It's not what? fun to have it erect. So. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, find a hot man this weekend and go charge for it. it. Charge into battle with him. Charge into battle Whatever with him. Whatever the battle him. is. Just, just for the weekend, though. Maybe don't get too attached. But yeah, yeah, for the weekend, say yes to what he's saying yes to. And I mean, he's riding a horse. If you want to ride his horse cock, like, right. you know. Whatever, we we, we love We love cowgirl position. We do. Oh, we do. Cowgirl is great. Cowgirl is great. One of my favorite positions. That is every man's favorite position, I'm convinced. But also, it's, I don't know, it's just nice to be in control and have it hit how you want to have it hit and stuff. Like, it's a great position Mm -hmm. to be in. So, to any family members maybe listen to this. Sorry. (laughs) Try it sometime. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, this weekend is horses, big dicks, go for it, and cowgirl position. Yep. Yeah, well, hey, under a full moon, under a full moon, <laughs> under a full moon. Do right, it out in the right. open. This is the only weekend. It's fine. Only weekend. It's fine. Well, maybe next weekend for my birthday weekend. You can do and the cover whenever you want. Yeah. Hey, my birthday's on a Wednesday. I'm claiming both. I'm sandwiching both weekends. It's my birthday Dude, weekend. Dude, I finally get a birthday in February for the first time in four years. So I'm not judging you for any birthday. Yeah, well, we also know I always do birthday month. So. But yeah, as we uh, as we transition officially this weekend from September to October, officially, you know, ride that dick, girl. Yep. Well, this is Matt. And this is us. Thanks for listening to Getting, Getting Stiffed. Stiffed.